Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. The first. <laughs> Today we are reading Harrow the Ninth, which is the second book in the Locked Tomb trilogy. Um, we've read Tam- half of Tamsin it. Tamsin Muir. Tamsin Muir wrote these. <laughs> we've read half of it. That's up to chapter 30. And we've got to get warmed up first. We do. Of course. We do. My, my take today is going to have several possibilities for, for branching off. Mm. So it might be long. Okay. Just want to give a heads up. Mm-hmm. Might be long. Check the description if you want to skip. I want to talk about a new practice that I've been doing. Ooh, okay. Um, it's still in the early development stages. But I've been Luke, formalizing... if you say butthole tanning, I'm going to end this call right now. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. That's coming soon. All right. Um, I've been formalizing my um, social life boundaries. Ooh. And I want to hear and I want to hear your thoughts on it because I it's I've been a fan of it so far. And, and let me let okay. me just define first. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm like a, a fairly introverted person. Mm-hmm. And so let's just say, let's like just to, to level the playing field, let's say I get like I am have the possibility of attending the average amount of social events, let's say. I generally want to go to these because I, I, I like socializing. Mm-hmm. But as I'm introverted, I can't and i always make the plans and then the time of i'm like i don't want to do this Mm, um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so what i've been doing is setting rules that are that are relatively loose and telling other people the rules so that they know when i'm going to say no to something okay that way it's not like that way it's not like yeah i'm not going to go to that and it hurts someone's feelings it's like no, it's outside of my rules. Do you know Ooh. what I mean? So it's about you. It's not about them is what the rules are for. Right. Which I right. think is okay. Okay. I'm, and it's I, predictable. It's predictable. Right. You can be like, oh, Luke actually wouldn't want to come to this because this is outside his rules. Right. We haven't done the paperwork. It's not approved. <laughs> we're going to have- There's a lot of bureaucracy that goes into this. Actually. We're, we're planning to have a dessert hummus at this function. So Luke will not be attending. <laughs> it's a little throwback. Love the deep cut. Um, so I've got a few okay. so far. Mm. And keep in mind, this is a work in progress. Um, okay, yeah, the we... most basic is that, again, f- and also flexible, so I can break the rules whenever I want. But the the most basic is that I th- something that I think I've ranted about before, where after the social event that has been set aside that we've planned to do is done, I'm not going to a secondary location. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's all my friends know. Luke's not going to grab a pint after the football game. No. Well, Luke, I will say this is the first time I'm hearing about this, so I'm a little offended. <laughs> because you're you're informing me, who's been doing this podcast with you for years now, on air <laughs> about this rule. So 
This is true. So this very true. cool, very cool of you. Uh, but but go ahead, continue. <laughs> Tell me the next rule. I'm I'm so excited to hear about Luke's rules for being friends with him. Okay, okay. No no notes about that one. Uh, I want to hear all like the rules, rule. and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna come back okay. because I have some que- I have some questions. Yeah. The the next one is I I'm still very much working on, but it's more of just a time thing, mm-hmm. where it's like no events lasting more than i want to say like three hours that are not approved well in advance Mm, no sudden no sudden greater than three hour events Ooh, so luke could do dinner in a movie as long as the movie is less than two hours and the or the dinner is quick it's 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 rough right like hey we're having a dinner party and we're all gonna we're all gonna cook something and so, like, the cooking thing is fun. It takes an hour. And then we're going to hang out for a little while. Whatever. That's oh, under no. three hours. Done. I'm there. Lucas are at six and nine o'clock rolls around. He's like, oh, got to go. For sure. For sure done by. that. Actually, that's a good one. I haven't added it yet. Weeknights before nine. We're done. Nothing oh, else I think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what about weekends, though? Because this is key. Weekend. This is tough. Um, and again, this is where I think that the um, the the ability to break them comes into play, mm-hmm. right? We've got a baseline. Like, let's say the event is done at 10 p.m. for Luke. All of a sudden, 9.30 rolls around and I'm having a good time. Sure, I'll stay for an extra drink because I can break my rules. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Are these your only rules so far that we've figured out? I've got one more that I think you may know about. Okay. Tell me about this. No article. hikes No hikes over five miles. I did know about this rule. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no hikes over five miles that are not like special event hikes. Like if we're going to Yosemite. <laughs> that's a special event that can be over five miles. It's, it's like, hey, let's go on a hike this weekend. Sure. Yeah. It's less than five miles. Right. Right. And this is a physical body limitation. This is because Luke's knees are old, 75-year-old man knees. That's that's part of it for sure. Yeah. Um, but also just, and, and this is where I, w- I was wondering if we would get into a tangent. Uh-huh. Um, there's no need to go on a hike up longer than five miles generally. I mean, honestly, Luke, I can say that if you're going on a hike that's more than five miles, that is a serious like thing. That's like... That's yeah. not just like a, hey, let's go to the park and walk around. That's like a, hey, let's spend all day at exactly. some kind of thing. It's like a big, that's a big thing. Five miles is a long way to go already. Yeah, five miles I set kind of high. But anything longer than that, it's like, that's, yeah, like you said, a whole day. You're bordering like camping at that point. You're bordering like, yeah, we're not go. I'm not going out into the wilderness with you. I will walk around at the park, but I'm not going to go out. <laughs> into the wilderness with you no thank you i i do i do I appreciate that you think simple. that this is a uh i do appreciate that you think that this is a long a long hike because everyone that i've said it to mocks me for that being too short but i appreciate that i i'll tell you luke i have experience with a five mile hike uh because i was camping in high school with one of my buddies and we were hiking to the campsite with like we didn't have any like backpacks or anything we were like 
dragging a cooler behind us and i saw a sign that said it was five miles down the path and i was like oh five miles no big deal we'll be there before dinner (laughs) uh and this is at like 6 p.m that i said this we arrived to the campsite soaking wet cut like drenched (laughs) with rain like three or four hours later and i was like that was miserable i do think that i've heard the very detailed story of this event and it's a it's a good one you have and five miles is a long way to go so i respect (laughs) i respect the five mile limit absolutely okay um I want to talk about a few things here because we need to get into some of the details for how this functions. Um, sure. First, how hmm, how do you tell people these rules? Because I imagine that could be an interesting thing. How does this come about? Ooh, um, how did this come about? I think that this was this wasn't planned, but it actually worked out really well. I think my partner made fun of me for them but like to our friends so that it came out that way i see you know okay see but then i'm worried about the situation where your friends are hanging out with a different group of people and you're not there your partner's not there and they're like you guys isn't it crazy that luke has these rules for hanging out with friends like you know these rules right and the other people who are like wait hold on Luke has rule. How come I didn't hear about Luke's rules for hanging out with <laughs> friends? You guys got, did you, maybe he hasn't told me yet. Uh, this is a good question. Like, because this is a symbol of your friendship is what it is. It's you saying, hey, you get to know my rules. You get well... Luke's rules. <laughs> I imagine they get a commemorative plaque or something on the occasion. Maybe a list that they can hang up in their house. Uh, I have been giving out buttons smart um, with the list as a reminder. Good. Really um, good. Yeah, this is a good point. I need to spread them wider, I think, just to make sure. Wait a minute. Is that what you're doing right? Hold on, Luke. Are you doing this right now on the podcast as a way of publicizing Luke's rules? So <laughs> it's just like out there now. Is that what's going Everyone on? Everyone who listens to this. Everyone who listens to this and and keeps inviting me to a second event after the football game, no more. <laughs> Luke is Luke has just hijacked our podcast for his own social rule experiment that he's running, and I don't I don't feel great about it. Okay, that's fair. Um, okay, the next thing is uh, I think you are I think your leniency is going to be your downfall here. Ooh, okay. I think you're not strict enough, and here's what I mean. Let's say you're at a dinner party over at Joe's house. You get there at six. It's rolling up on nine. You're like, oh, I'm having a great time, actually. And I don't have a lot to do tomorrow. Uh, I'm just going to stay longer. Let's fudge it. Let's fudge it a little bit. Uh, Ten o'clock rolls around. You're like, you know, I'm still loving it. Let's let's go another hour. Eleven o'clock rolls around. You're like, okay, <laughs> that's enough. I'm going home. Then Joe, the next day, is like, man, I had such a great time with Luke last night. He stayed over for like five hours. And then all your other friends who hear your rule are like, how come Luke? What did did you do? They're taking notes from Joe. They're like, Joe, tell me what you did to get Luke to stay out for an extra two hours. When you played monikers? What's that? Where do I get monikers from? (laughs) 
Okay, this is an excellent point, and this is why this is. I'm I'm glad for the feedback because mm-hmm. this is why it's a work. It's a work in progress. The system. Um, I do also like this note because it makes me seem much more popular than I am. Um, I mean, you run a you so, run a hugely successful podcast, so you've got to have a lot of friends. <laughs> That's correct. Um, this is a this is this is fair. I will say, uh, it's it's. Very rare that I'm voluntarily staying out past 10 p.m. You need a new rule. Okay. The rule is secrecy. Ooh. The rule is if I do break any of these rules with you, it is because you're special, absolutely, but you can't tell anyone about it. Okay. Okay. This is the only rule that re- that, that requires something from from others. Yes. So it's like, for others, the only rule is don't tell people. Right. This is, you're entering into a contract with Luke when he comes over to your function. And you reserve the right to fudge the numbers a little bit, but only insofar as they're willing to keep quiet about it. Mm Mm-hmm. I think this is good. I think this is good. But obviously, like, you you sweeten it, right? Like, I didn't just say you have to be quiet about it. You sweeten it by saying, you're special. Right? You make them right. feel special about it, and that way they keep their secret because it's like a special secret between the two of you. Right. And it's not it's not hard to keep. That. You don't have to, like, not tell it. It's just, like, you're blurring the lines a little bit. Mm-hmm. I stayed over for four and a half hours. Uh, yeah, Luke, I think, stayed over for, like, I don't know how long it was. A few hours. Nobody's asking Easy. the specifics, Luke. Easy. Well, for me. Okay, fair enough. They're like, they need the digits. <laughs> they need the digits for Luke. That's true. I th- I think the tough one is is the secondary event, which t- I will not actually. That one I'm not breaking that rule. Okay, that's extremely rare. This is Luke's Batman doesn't kill people. One rule is Luke will never <laughs> go to a second location. Don't even think about asking him unless approved in advance. Unless approved in advance. Luke, now the the big dilemma is when the secondary location is your apartment. What do, what do we do in that situation? We're all at a dinner. Everyone's like, hey. The, the, the hardest thing about this is when I'm hosting. Because it's like three hours roll, rolls around. What do I do? You pull the fire alarm. Duh. Okay. Yeah. The fire alarm that I have in my apartment. Yeah. I'll pull that. Mm-hmm. Get the sprinklers going. I think that's good. Every time. <laughs> They'll learn. <laughs> Yeah. Are you concerned about revolt? I, I haven't been so far. No. Mm, okay. Anytime you're like setting some specific rules and you have like kind of an authority role, like you're going to have rebels. You're going to have a rebel mm. faction that crops up, right? Mm. You're going to have the. This f- is true. They're going to be turning the clocks back when you're not looking. Oh, unacceptable. This is why. Yeah. I got I to gotta be careful. This is a good point. Um, they're gonna make the initial location a train and then be like what are you gonna do luke stay on the train <laughs> they're all different locations <laughs> that's tough uh okay i'll have to think more about that one the other one i have to think more about that i need to come up with a strong one that i'm leaning towards is um anytime someone asks me or tries to pressure me into taking a shot one hour cutoff time. Wait a minute. So 
you will take the shot, but then you will you will you have an hour clock after that. No, no, no. I'm saying you can say, hey, let's take shots. That's fine. That's not penalized. Yeah. If you try to pressure me into taking a shot, I'm not a shot taker, but people uh-huh. always like to try to pressure me into taking a shot. Okay. No more of this. <laughs> okay. I'm not taking this shot and I'm leaving an hour earlier than my rule. Oh, I see. Luke puts a penalty. You get put in the penalty box if you pressure Luke. Right. To take a shot. <clears throat> right. I like this. I like this. This, I think, something that will never exist because I can't imagine a way to monetize it uh, is we all need just like a some kind of profile that's not a that's not a social media profile i'm not posting shit okay it's just like here's me and my deal read it if we're gonna hang out (laughs) this is what you need a little badge somewhere that people can read online that's like here's just luke's deal here's his rules (laughs) right right let's normalize this this is part this is part of the reason that i'm bringing this out into the into the Mm, podcast okay make your everybody make your own rules and tell people Mm. and and tell i'm curious what other people's rules might be because maybe i'll copy them yeah okay all right this you know what we've got an audience audience tell us what your rules would be if you're gonna make rules uh what do you do if somebody pressures you to take a shot what's your how do you penalize them Mm -hmm. or 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 you if you're a shot taker go for it well of course yeah yeah yeah. i yeah i don't want to box anyone into my own subcategory of rules uh side note i i uh i tried jägermeister for the first time a couple weeks ago Ooh, actually kind of enjoyed it i actually think that i did this this was a while ago and it was much less bad than i was expecting yeah exactly i took it as a shot and it was like that was actually kind of nice now i don't (laughs) i don't take shots very often either but it was like okay i could get behind that right Right. I will say the one that everyone tries to do is tequila, and that's like the worst one. And so, like, anytime someone does something less, it's like, oh, that was a lot easier. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. This is, I don't know how, I, okay. I don't know where. All right. Anyway, but. folks, tell us your rules. If you uh, hope, I hope we inspired you to come up with some rules. Um, we still need a, a good way to distribute these rules to your friends and family mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. pets, but. Mm. we'll figure it out should we talk about this book let's talk about the book um like i said up to chapter 30 Mm -hmm. i i think we just need to start uh before we get into the fun goofs and gags and and chuckles what the fuck is happening (laughs) because i thought we read a whole fucking book about about darrow darrow no it wasn't even darrow what was gideon about gideon (laughs) See, I'm going to say Darrow because it's Harrow and Gideon. About Gideon and Harrow and their fun adventures trying to become a lictor or a lictor. Uh-huh. And then, uh-oh, in this book, nope, it seems like something weird is happening. And there's a completely different story of how that went down. <laughs> and it's like, right. wh- why am I reading this? Why am I reading this again? <laughs> And then on top of it, this, it's like, what is going on in the rest of the, the zone? I don't know what any of this stuff is. <laughs> is this, abs- am I being, like, am I being obtuse right now? No, I- 
No, you're not. I just love the way that you've introduced the questions. Um, it's very strange. Everything about it is. Um, I, 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 let's start with just the flashback parts. Like, I get, I understand the parts about Gideon being replaced by Ortis. Mm-hmm. Because, whatever. Sure. Right. I don't, I, it's weird to me that, like, the entirety of the events have been changed. It's completely different. Like, <laughs> like entirely, completely different. And look, at first, when I'm reading this, I was like, okay, wait, hold on. Okay, so we're jumping back in time, but not really, but kind of? Because, like, there's no indication when you're going to jump around, except, this is like a little quick tip. Here's a little Dan quick, quick tip. The, the skulls at the beginning of the chapters are notated to tell you what's going on. So if the skull at the beginning of the chapter has a slash through it and it's kind of off kilter, that is a flashback chapter. Okay. Little quick tip for a you. fake flashback. Well, chapter. I don't. I mean, I'm assuming right now that this is like <laughs> fake and is a figment of Harrow's imagination, but also, I don't fucking know. Right. <laughs> it seems too detailed and like very different. It's very detailed. Um, I I am curious to figure out why it's so so different and detailed and how it is different um (laughs) can i can i tell you how i was going to introduce this concept of just like how confused how like not understanding what's going on um so i had a i had a hard time coming up with notes for this book and at first Mm -hmm. i was like kind of kind of surprised because i'm very intrigued by the book Mm -hmm. and i'm very entertained Mm -hmm but I had a hard time coming up with notes for it. And I realized that the reason for that is because it's probably the least relatable book I have ever read by a significant margin. Not in a bad way, not a criticism, but there is like no aspect of this that I am familiar with on any personal level whatsoever let's go down the list we have necromancers in (laughs) space fighting spectral beasts in a river of ghosts who are immortal who are immortal essentially immortal they've met god who is like their buddy they live on a space station they're the only people they're interacting with are ten thousand years old and one of them may or may not be insane Right. One no. One of the confirmed insane. Our main just don't character. Know the, of it. the perspective we're getting is very untrustworthy. <laughs> so yeah, that's the that's the baseline. Honestly, this is going to take us a little bit out of the dumb nerd territory. This reminded me of a Faulkner novel a little bit. There, I don't know if you've read any Faulkner, but like I read As I Lay Dying a mm-hmm. few years ago, and it jumps all over the place with no discernible rhyme or reason i i think i wear is the sound in the fury faulkner i think so there's one that was like stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to understand yes um so yeah this it's been a wild ride for sure 
Right. And I... Hmm. Here's how I'm understanding it right now. Okay. Right now, how I understand it is Haro is repressing her memory of Gideon. And she's doing that because it's traumatic. And so she has to create an entirely different account of events that have happened. And the weird lighter that keeps murdering her over and over again, I feel like that's her doing it to herself. And it's like oh, Gideon. I thought that part was real. Well, because that one has the same name as the cavalier in her right. like weird memory. So it feels like it's got to be Gideon that's doing that i yeah i feel like she's doing it to herself see i thought that get this this gideon Mm -hmm. is the the gideon from the piece of parchment in the last book oh ooh, okay maybe i kind of like that i i honestly hadn't even really considered that it was like a figment of her imagination the reason i was considering that was because everyone people react to him kind of weird like they'll ignore him if she's talking Mm. about it or something um and Mm. like for some reason inexplicably someone will always appear when he's about to murder her it feels like it feels too supernatural for it to be like it does feel like if he was trying hard she would be he would have succeeded a long time ago exactly yeah um and so it's it's tough when we have a very unreliable narrator right um, it also is tough. it's also tough because i th- i felt like they had a good thing like i felt like gideon and Haro like kind of had a healthy bond at the end right but that's why it was so traumatic right sure but like i don't know i i feel like of all the bonds with cavaliers it's different if it's like oh yeah my cavalier was like kind of into it and did it to help me and like mm-hmm. you know they essentially felt like I was good and they liked me. So they did this for me. And I feel like that's the healthiest way to do any of this. The rest of them were like, I murdered mine and stole his soul. Right. So I would have anticipated this to be an easier transition for Haro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. I think that one thing that we're also, we're also not mentioning is Haro before going insane the second time, as in after Gideon, after she becomes a lector because Gideon dies. Okay. Sets up some plan that we don't know the details of yet. With these letters? You're talking about and with these letters? It, right. And we don't know the extent. Like, I, it seems possible that they can, like, mess with their own brains, right? So I don't know oh. if she, like, purposefully implanted different memories i hadn't even considered this okay i don't know the i don't know how far this plan goes or what the point of it is or anything about it at all same (laughs) (laughs) we're bringing good insights to you all you're welcome um here's the thing i will say i'm so glad that the version of events that we read was a bunch of cool sword fights and mysteries and not a poetry slam. Ooh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, because the the sequence of events that we're getting from Haro right now is much more poetry slam than cool sword fighting. And I preferred the mm. sword fighting one. 
I I agree. And that also means that whenever we get one of the fake flashback chapters, I'm not hyped. No. Because <laughs> it always ends with because her reading I'm some like, weird... I'm like, okay, okay, here's a relatively boring story about something that didn't actually happen. I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, great. They read some poetry at each other and then you read a weird parchment. You read like a weird fortune cookie uh, saying... That nobody else can read. Right. That also means that I have no idea what it means. I feel like this book, and I feel like I said this on the last one, going to be a great for, for a reread. Great reread book. Once you know, once you know what is happening even remotely at all. The hints, I'm sure, are phenomenal. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so, Luke. Um, okay. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way... We're on the same page about knowing everything that's going on in these books. I want to talk about the benefits of necromancer bone dentistry because this sounds like an incredible innovation and should have really accelerated this civilization millennia into the future. And I'm trying to understand why they're still struggling. Specifically the teeth part of it. Yeah, because... Okay. The emperor is like, hey, Haro, don't forget to brush your teeth. I know you don't need to because you could just fix your teeth through your bone magic. But don't, you know, it's nice to do these things. And it's just kind of brushed over. You know, it's just kind of brushed over of like, mm-hmm. uh, pun intended, of course. Um, right, of course. But if n- everybody should have great teeth in this universe, right? I would, I would assume so, yeah absolutely phenomenal teeth and none of the like terrible parts about going to the dentist Mm. Mm -hmm. right nobody's trying to talk to you while they have their fingers in your mouth oh my gosh there's no like suction thing that you have to like suck down on (laughs) that like pulls out the water out of your mouth (laughs) that's actually one of the highlights for me (laughs) okay all right we don't need to hear about your weird dentistry fetish the polishing the polishing is the worst this is a hot take i know i hate the polishing i i actually agree with you after the polishing is nice but during the polishing is torture we don't like that (laughs) no scraping nobody's getting in there with a tool and scraping around and Mm -hmm. no one's judging if you don't floss because it's like yeah you didn't floss i can give you all new teeth so like doesn't really matter Right. Okay, but the question here is so so they can't clean them through the bone magic. I don't I don't think. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like they can just fix cavities with bone magic. So fix fixing cavities, that's very good. But keeping them clean, you still have to do if you want them to look nice and not be gross. Okay. Cuz otherwise you have to like take them out and replace them. And that doesn't sound nice even if you're doing it through some kind of bone magic. Mm. You're saying to clean them, you would just have to replace them instead of just brushing? Either either, either current system or remove them and replace. Luke. Repeal and replace, if you will. <laughs> A throwback. We love that. Remember that? Anyway, um, I think here's the thing about this. The level of cleanliness we're dealing with, I don't think is very high. In this world, you mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like people are going to notice if your teeth are a little bit fucked. 
with like a little yellow or like if they're i feel like everybody's a little everybody feels like they just look crusty all the time okay this is a good point at least i should say at least in the ninth i know in the third it's not necessarily like that Mm -hmm. but in the ninth right we're talking we're, we're talking ninth only you can do crazy stuff actually i want to try grills for a week give me vampire fangs please oh come on what hold on (laughs) you've opened up a huge you've opened up incredible possibilities here for a second okay because you could do anything you could do anything give me horse teeth give me one tooth on the top all tooth on the bottom (laughs) (laughs) love the way you described that okay all tooth on the bottom love it then you don't have to floss at all. You don't have to floss one tooth. <laughs> you say, hey, I want to try that model look where I got a big gap. <laughs> Give me that gap. Right. Oh, there's got to be tons of experimenting going on for sure. The teeth would be wild. The teeth would be so wild. Right. Halloween's coming around. Give me all pointy ones. Up. You going all pointies? Oh, yeah, all pointies. You could scare the kids with the all pointies. Okay. okay. You could do... Is there... I was thinking about doing a little... Um, like making them come out a little bit. You know? <laughs> having a having an orc tusk. Ooh, a tusk. Give me Give some tusk. tusk action. Ooh, I'd love to try a tusk. Right? I'd love to dip my toes um, in tusk. <laughs> low risk tons of good options that we're, that we're not seeing mm. at all this this should be the ninth version of tattoos right Ooh, is teeth is teeth work right yeah no doubt your mm. teeth can be anything because they're also not really using it to eat because they're just like consuming supplements i i think the normal people still eat right Yes, but not the ninth people, I don't think. Okay. Do they? I thought the ninth had a few, like, normal people that ate. Why else are they harvesting leeks? Well, they have to make the gruel some way. Okay. And leeks, pure protein, baby. I don't think that's true. No, that's true, for sure. We all know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're, doing, we're doing tooth art and tooth style, for sure. Give me a little twisty. Okay, now I'm just going. I, I'm just, I can't stop thinking about po- tooth possibilities. Like, give me a little twisty one. <laughs> give me a little corkscrew tooth. One one twisty boy, um, a lightning bolt shaped one. Give me one with a hole in the middle of it so I can whistle through it in fun ways. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. We, uh, we do need to move on or Luke and I'll just talk about cool we, tooth things for the rest of the episode. Right. T- t- tell us the ones that we missed. Um, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's many. One highlight that I want to bring up Mm -hmm. that I loved. One of the times where Haro is reading a piece of paper and, and misreading it, right? Oh yeah. The actual symbol on there, classic, classic S drawing. It's that middle school S, baby. The middle school S. (laughs) Gotta have it in there. It is an ancient and storied symbol that goes back millennia right um 
so I just I just wanted to I just wanted to bring that up. Hole of mystery. Also, so I know that we in 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 previous books at some point I think that we talked about if you had basically infinite time, what would you become good at? So I'm not going to bring mm. that up. Okay, it's whittling. Here's my question. Right, it's obviously whittling. Here's my question for you: How are they not better at cooking? Well, okay. there's like one of them that could cook, and now none of them do. What do you? All right, there's two. You've got ten thousand years, and like, I know it's said that you don't have to eat, but they seem to be eating a lot. Still, come on. Yes. I was going to say they don't have to eat, but you're right. I think good counterpoint. They they seem to be eating quite a bit and exclusively soup for some reason. Why is it always soup? It seems to always be soup. Luke, this might be an issue of I'll get to it tomorrow, where if okay. you have the infinite expanse of time before you and you, you're eating soup in the moment and you're like, ah, I wish I could make soup better. You're going to be like, well... I don't have, I'm not going to make soup again today or learn it today. I'm already eating the soup. So I'll just figure it out tomorrow. Tomorrow comes around. Okay. It's like, I don't really want to learn how to make soup today. <laughs> and since you have infinite time, it's like, I can always just learn it the next day. It's fine. I'll learn it tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Sure. That's fair. I want to, I want to bring up something else okay. that I've just thought of. Actually. Yes. Um, so they have. I don't know exactly what it is, but some kind of really good storage ability. Yes. That that seemingly makes things be able to be stored in such a way that like they almost taste completely normal when they do whatever they do to to make it come back, right? Mhm. You ever gotten into meal prepping? Uh not the not the official meal prep vibe, but I like I do leftovers. Okay. Okay. What I what I mean, which I I'm sure many of you know by meal prepping, you get Sunday, you're like, I'm going to have this thing yeah, for my meals this week. Yeah. And you make like five helpings of it and you store it and you just bring it out every day. Yeah. This is just type A leftovers. It's it's rebranded right. leftovers is what it is. Right. Um, But more efficient. All right. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> That's what you need. I feel like, I feel like this is the perfect opportunity. Yeah, but get out there one day and make like a hundred servings of your favorite food. Luke, you're forgetting about the fact that they've been alive for 10,000 years. Because what happens is you got one liked her who was really good at making soup, right? They referenced her and mm-hmm. they were like, oh man, her soup is the best. Um, right. She prepped 50,000 gallons of soup. <laughs> they, had a, they have a huge Olympic-sized swimming pool tank full of soup and that lasted a thousand years and then they were like oh well she Mm. died or isn't around or whatever to make soup anymore i'm not gonna prep that much soup nobody else is really good enough to prep that much soup sure so like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna prep those meals i think that's fair however keep in mind it's much easier to be good at a single recipe than to be good at cooking generally I agree. Yes. And so and so spend a little bit of a time getting one good soup recipe and then make a thousand gallons of it. You know the crazy thing about this too is one of our likers, I think Mercy, spent like a ton of time memorizing the 
human body and like where all the parts <laughs> were and like the variances in it. That sure, that takes a long time. And of your 10,000 years probably took a long time. The amount of time it would take to learn a good soup recipe in the grand scheme of this is like a blink of an eye. It's like maybe right. a month. I feel like a month right. would even be pushing it of a long time. If you just made soup every day for a month, you'd get so fucking good at that soup. Exactly. Okay. I mean, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Is it? Is it? <laughs> is this why? Is this why the emperor brought in some new lictors? Because he's like, ah, these people don't even care. They're not even willing to put in the effort for soup. They're not even trying. It's ridiculous. I need some what soup. What are they doing all day? Literally, what are they doing all day, actually, though? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know, Luke. Come on, guys. Get better at soup. <laughs> important. Really important. Um, One of the things that I really like about this book is the way that Tamsin uses the fact that they call one of these characters God. And so, like, they'll be doing something and there will be a line that's like, I hate this part, said God. And it just like gets me when when they have like said God after some absurd statement. Like I'm kind of into it. Um, yeah. But this this does lead me into a bigger point that I want to talk to you about, though. Okay. So there is a religion that these people follow. And this person is the head of that religion. This is like who they worship. And it's like the he is their God, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Right. So the religion seems completely separate from the magic, though, right? I don't know, because he does seem to be able to do magic that other people can't do. Okay. Absolutely, yes. It does seem that way. But I mean, if I pray to this person, like, nothing happens to me. Like... one i don't think he actually is listening i think he's just revered i don't think this god is like oh sick prayer dude that was a really good one and i'm gonna like make your food grow better or whatever Uh, granted like i don't think anyone believes that he's listening either like i don't think these people believe that this god is listening to their prayers their prayers don't give them magic powers that the god has the magic powers are completely separate they're just like they're just like magic powers that you don't have to pray to get the magic you could just be a magic person so it just it feels the religion is that kind of weird to me it's like why are we doing all this stuff why do we have a bunch of chapels and stuff it's because it's like tied to the magic but you don't need to do it for the magic okay i i i agree with you one question i have is do the houses other than ninth do the like a ton of praying though Mm. because now that i'm thinking about this i feel like it might be just ninth and in the last book they're always like you freaking weirdo ninth people created a cult and now all you do is pray okay i feel like hmm ooh. You might be right, but I felt like in Gideon the Ninth, there was a point where everybody, they went around in a little prayer circle and they all did a little prayer. But maybe... I'm I'm trying to remember that because I do remember 
a scene like that, but part of me thinks that it was just Hera that says the I, prayer. I also and everyone feel is like, like kind of delighted by it. I also feel like that's or, how it went. Yeah. And mm, this is interesting. Maybe oh, maybe that is what's going on here. I mean, I think they do all refer to the Emperor as God. Uh, yes, I think so. But maybe it is just the night that are like, we're really into prayer down here. Right. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I will say there is a chapel in the space station that they are living on. And they have done mm-hmm. a lot of like ritual rites for this dead Lichter. True. Granted, like, that's not that religious. Right. And so maybe you're right. Maybe it is the night that is just a little bit a little bit far, a little bit deep in the pool, you could say. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm going to have to keep an eye out now because I, I was assuming it was everybody. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think it might just be, it might be focused on the night that everybody might be like, oh, they're so quirky. Look at them doing their little praying. <laughs> it is like a little bit tough to distinguish in a circumstance where the like leader is referred to as a god and like it's thought of as a religion and but he's also actually has like powers that other people don't seem to be able to get right and i understand like revering that entity but to like elevate it to the point where you like pray for them it just feels a little Mm -hmm. it feels strange to me it feels strange um i don't disagree and it's like a yeah, I don't know. It's just weird, but like, yeah, that's just how this world works, I guess. <laughs> like, go off on your praying over knuckle bones if you want. That's fine. That's fine. Um, it's it's weird for me to bring this up now because it's happened at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But they go they they go into the river. Yes, and they're like, yeah, this is going to be very difficult. You're very good chance that you die in an awful way it's gonna be a terrible experience um we already started it <laughs> you can't give more of a heads up what is this well, this is like i mean this is like a doctor giving you a shot when you were a kid you know all right i'm gonna do it on three ready <laughs> one two oh i already did it oops <laughs> like you were yeah, gonna get the shot sure but is this very is a shot as dangerous as it seems like they needed to be prepared to survive it. This is where I think you're right. This is where it's like they needed to do some things. You can't just be like, oh, it's happening. So do the things we already told you to do. Like, what if I have questions? Right. Right. Yeah. It it seemed it seemed pretty presumptuous of them. Maybe they were overhyping how dangerous it was. Mm. Okay. Because they were like, I want to see these kids freak out a little bit. It's just yeah, it's it's just really scary. Is yeah, what it is. yeah, and they were. It's like when you go on a roller coaster and you're like, "Hey, I heard a kid fell through the little harness last week, and and dropped to his death on this roller coaster." Just to see your cousin kind of squirm, you know? Right, right. It's a fun time. Okay, I I like that interpretation. Yeah, um, because it did seem like Yante or is that yeah Yante? That's how we're doing. Um has a very tough time but it doesn't seem like she's ever actually in danger right 
Right. It seems like, or at least the other, the others don't seem to be like trying to save her in some way. No, but it seems like Haro's in significant danger. Right. Which like, yeah, maybe a little more training. Maybe watching a little training video could have been helpful before Just this. Just a quick one. Learn the rules. Right. Learn how to prepare yourself. Know what could be coming because it's going to be dead kids. Sorry, but it's going to be. It's always dead kids. It's got to be. It's got to be. Whatever, or whatever these these heralds are that are apparently so gross that they make like lighters go insane. Right. Those are some gross boys. You can't even describe them. They're so awful. <laughs> Excited for those to uh, to appear. <laughs> but uh, Luke, I'm glad you brought up the heralds because <clears throat> we had a big question last time of who we were fighting. Mm-hmm. There's actually two factions we're fighting. Did you get this? Um, so there are the heralds and and the and the beasts, obviously, and then there's some rebels. Yeah, is that who you're talking about? There's some rebels. And they refer to them at one point as heretics. Oh, uh oh. Uh oh, wee woo. Yeah. <laughs> Could we be the bad guys, maybe? It does seem like we're the bad guys, if if I'm guessing. Without knowing a ton about the other group, I'm guessing that we're the bad guys. Hey, we need to wipe out this group because they don't worship our leader as a god. You know, the leader that hey, does bone know, magic. <laughs> hey, you know how we have to prepare all the worlds that we want to live in by killing them? Yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> and anybody who's against it, uh, we need to kill them too, for sure. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's it's rare that I've immediately sympathized with the enemies of the main characters. Yeah. As soon as I heard they existed and hated necromancy, I was like, dude, same. <laughs> this stuff's the worst. This stuff Other is than the tooth. too much. Yeah, Other tooth stuff's tooth cool. Stuff. But. This stuff's very cool. Um, I I forget what it was, but I feel like there is some reference that these rebels were making, like in their name or something. Yeah, they're called like made me... Blessed of Eden or something of Eden. Oh, yeah. The Eden thing. Yeah. We were talking last episode whether or not it's the it's the same world or not. And mm-hmm. this is the first time that I've seen something that might be a connection. Ooh, I saw a couple others that Ooh, I that okay. I noted. Did you did you pick up on what their kitchen was like? Ooh, I didn't. We've got burnished steel countertops, big square ovens with gas burners. Okay. They're using okay. a gas range, so not super new technology, but they refer to it as an antiquated kitchen. They're like, this is like in the old times. Okay. Which that sounds like a modern kitchen to me. It does sound like a modern kitchen. Um, I will say, got to get those bad boys on induction. Come on. Come on. I mean, don't switch out your gas stove immediately, but if you're going to get a new range top, make an induction for sure. It's our little PSA. <laughs> also tell your gas company you're switching right anyway um the other <laughs> the other hint i got luke we finally found gun yes this is true this is true there's a gun that works it seems devastating as well it seems very powerful it seems like whoa hold on maybe we shouldn't have forgotten how to make gun they're all like why would this person be using this old ass weapon 
that completely destroyed some of the best fighters we have very easily. I don't know. I don't get it. Seems crazy. Lock that thing up. <laughs> um, so yes, there there are there are guns. Still not sure why we left those behind as a like if we're still gonna value fighting ability. I mean the government took them all. Mm, that's true, they are coming. Burned them up. That's right. I say good. So, so Luke, have we leaned into this is our world in the future then? have we? Are we going to commit to that or are we still on the fence? I, I'm not committing, okay. but I am leaning that way. Yeah. I'm also leaning that way. Because I could, I, could I could argue away the um, kitchen thing because it's just like, yeah, it's the, in all the universes, that's the best way to design a kitchen. Okay. Obviously. Sure. <laughs> Other than induction heating my one it's my one gripe all right fine okay <laughs> no no i do I, I i am leaning for sure towards this being our world yeah there's also for just a ton of other stuff especially the food stuff where it's like they're smoking cigarettes they're drinking tea and biscuits it just feels like too there's no alien stuff in here at all it's just like our stuff right that they're doing and necromancy so it feels like feels like this is the future i think so one thing that just kind of general, where the relationships between the characters, mm-hmm. um, at least with with Haro, there's not a big relationship between anyone except for Iante. Yeah, and that one is much different than I was expecting, than at the beginning of the book. I agree, because of how we left Iante. Right. Yeah, they're like kind of friends. In a weird way, but also, I don't know. They're much more they're they're much more cordial to each other than I was expecting. I think. Yes, I think they started out more cordial than I was expecting, because at the end she was like a monster who had murdered her cavalier, and everyone was like, right. "Yo, you didn't do that, did you? You really did that? Oh, like nobody was right. nobody like that. Nobody did. I mean." We don't really know how it happened in new reality for Haro. Mm. Or we don't know how Haro did it either. So maybe Haro thinks she killed her own cavalier. So it's like, chill. Right, right. <laughs> this is an interesting point. I hadn't considered that. Hmm. I mean, she would have to, right? I, uh, yeah, I would think so. This guy. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I was also surprised by this. But then again, like... I would have been, I was surprised by the Gideon Haro relationship that developed mm-hmm. based on how that started. True. So, you know, maybe this is all just a big book about forgiveness, Luke. <laughs> it's like a Brandon Sanderson Stormlight Archive where we're just, we're learning about how to forgive. I think that's nice. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I have, I have one last note I want to talk about. Okay. So at first I was very into bones. Did we go too far with bones? We go too far with bones. Are the bones um, starting to be a little much? So previously you had liked bones like in relation to other things. Like compared to blood, you were glad that they were using bone. For sure. Yes. I feel like that I feel like that relationship is still similar. Yes. 100%. But 
I think the things that Haro can do with bones now is a little bit much. Mmm. Yes. And the floor is bone. The ceiling is bone. The outside of my mm. spaceship, mostly bone. It's a lot of bone. It's I, I, I get it. You don't have a lot of tree. There's not a lot of tree around. But why like so much bone? It's 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 gaudy, is what it is. Mmm. Indeed. This emperor has no taste. <laughs> this emperor right. was able to do bones and was like, you know what? Everything's bones. Right. It's like it's like making your um your big building solid gold and everything inside is gold. Exactly. And then like hiding a bunch of classified documents in it. Right. It's basically the same thing. So yeah, I agree with you. Oh. I agree with you. Definitely too much bones. Just like do do other things. There's this one there's this this one dude that's painting crazy paintings. Those are cool. Maybe chill a little bit. Do something similar but not the same. Right. Right. You know, just cuz you can use bone for something doesn't mean you have to. Right. You've got a whole galaxy of planets that you've destroyed. Maybe one of those has something cool on it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Maybe maybe stop just destroying the planet and then leaving. Maybe take a little take a little souvenir. A little cool rock you found. Anyway, we're wrapping this book up next week. And I hope to the emperor, the prince undying, that some things start to make sense. Because as it is now, there's... There's two sets of history. There's two set of facts, and one of them's fake news. So I need to know which one mm. it is. Mm-hmm. There's facts, and there's alternate facts. Right, and I don't. I need to know which is the alternate facts. I can't. I can't sit here anymore and and deal with it. So Luke, I'm gonna. I'm gonna end. The, we're gonna end the show. I'm gonna go read the rest of Haro the Ninth. I'm gonna try and mm-hmm. come up with some hot takes. And I'm gonna be a dumb nerd. <laughs> <laughs>